I was on a work-related trip to Indiana. I was originally scheduled on a flight with a major airline that had a layover in O'Hare. As I waited at the gate, the first delay was announced. These things happen, I thought. The Lord will provide. The rescheduled flight significantly reduced my layover time in O'Hare, but I should still be able to make the final leg of my journey. Then, the second delay was announced. I'll finish the story coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. This is the show that's all about spiritual direction, helping you live out your relationship with Jesus today. My name is Patrick Conley. When I found out that my rescheduled flight was also delayed, I jumped on the phone with the colleague that I was supposed to be presenting with in Indiana. I wouldn't be making it to her until the next day, and I wanted to know if she still wanted me to come. She said I did, she did, so I went to the gate agent to discuss my options, and I was told they could get me to O'Hare, put me up overnight, and then schedule me on the first flight to Indiana in the morning. Okay, that would work. So I landed in O'Hare about 11 p.m., and made my way to the airline's traveler's assistance desk. I was dismayed to see a line of about 30 people already waiting there. Apparently there had been weather in Dallas that had thrown travel throughout the whole country off. I felt the burn begin to rise. I had exercised what I thought was a reasonable amount of patience through two delays, but this was getting ridiculous. I took a deep breath and joined the end of the line, which extended beyond the stanchions. The final straw when, was when an airline employee, and this is particularly why I'm not, I'm not going to name the airline, he came out from behind the help desk, marched over to the end of the line, and roped off all of us beyond the stanchions, saying in an irritated voice, look, we can only help people who are inside the ropes because we got to go home. I'm I'm not sure why, and I can only credit the work of God in the situation, but her display of frustration and impatience, it actually didn't push me over the edge. Perhaps I was just too tired to fight, but thanks be to God, I just calmly watched her storm back to her position at the desk, glanced at my fellow passengers who were outside the ropes. We all seemed maybe more stunned than upset. Just then, the line moved forward, so I stepped forward, unhooked the belts, and held it open for the remainder of us to all get inside the snaking line inside the stanchions. And eventually, we all got to a hotel, and after a very short night of sleep, I made it to Indiana to join my colleague there. But I think the reason this event sticks in my head is that it was one of the few times that I can actually remember remaining patient. (laughs) Usually for me, my impatience gets the better of me, and I end up doing or saying something that I later regret. Well, if you're at all like me, today's topic on the inner life is for us. We're talking about patience today with our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tyone. Father Tyone is pastor at St. Thomas More Catholic Church within the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island. Father Tyone, great to be with you. Welcome. What a great topic. Something I think we all struggle with. That story you just told is we all have our own 50 of those for sure. So I'm glad (laughs) you started this with that. We've all been there and we'll be there again uh, and again, probably. And uh, and even in little ways, that's a I think your story is always it's it's so dramatic that it's Mm. obvious. You can I always think in those kind of things, we kind of 
can say, all right, this must be God's will. It's so ridiculous. Whereas I think all the little the little things that make us impatient are also on the dock here today to think and talk and pray about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and exercising the virtue of patience, I think that uh, it's something that I hope we all recognize that we need to have a, a growing amount of in our lives. But it seems like, uh, and maybe we can get into this some more, Father, but it seems like the real way when we grow in patience, and this is one of those dangerous prayers, I think, to pray, it's, Lord, please give me patience, because how he does that is he he sends us these conditioning times, right, when when we're actually forced to be patient, and uh, right. that can be that can be hard to deal with. No, the mind and soul, right? We some people go to the gym regularly for their bodies, but uh, you know, the school of patience is daily life, and sometimes sometimes long term things too. There's there's different kinds, but I'll be honest, I think um, one of the things I'm asked most often as a priest is to pray for people to receive the gift of patience. So people know they lack it, they want it. And I don't know, I think in my own life, I find certain days I'm more impatient than other days, depending if I've slept well or what's yeah. happening. Is my day not overly scheduled or all those other kind of factors that come in? And I don't know, I find some days nothing's wrong and I'm interiorly impatient and other days I almost should be rattled and I'm completely patient. So it seems yeah. like there's some grace around that. I think everyone can relate to that. It's sort of a mysterious thing, but I, I think the Lord wants to grow us uh, to kind of have this this habitual virtue of trusting Him that something good's always pouring out from Him. And you're right, I think it's like kind of, uh, you know, the Lord's not, he's not the vice principal, but He's sharing with us, you know, the gift He wants us to be patient, so to always sort of have a, a deep breath and inhale the Holy Spirit, say, Lord, you know, help me understand why I can't do this right now, why this just happened, you know, this person cut me off at the light, or I missed my flight, or, mm-hmm. you know, I never heard back from this person, it's frustrating me, you know, what, what could be a whole list of things we all have, but, but I think it's, again, it's a, I don't think there's anyone listening that hasn't, doesn't have to beg and re- and hopefully receive this virtue, you know, so, right. so we definitely, I think it's a timely, timely topic every week, so. Right. Very well, helpful. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's timely all the time, right? Because we all are faced with situations that require patience each and every day. And maybe uh, just a definition of patience. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but, you know, you get down into the details and maybe it's not so obvious that, you know, when I was telling my story initially, as I said, I was met with this huge line and I could feel my innards start to, you know, to tighten up. And I, and I just thought, Oh man, but then I don't know, again, the grace of God just invaded some way. And I just realized, look, me getting angry is only going to make the situation worse for me as well as for those around me. Um, so there's something about it. I mean, I don't know that that initial response was, uh, you know, of my, of my guts getting tighter and, and starting to feel angry and everything. Um, that in and of itself perhaps wasn't sinful, but it was what I do with that. Would you agree with that, Father? I'd agree with that. So our feelings are not morality, right? So you have to remember that in all areas of our life. But the truth of Christ will set us free. So you're right. I mean, sort of, you know, if we're in an airport line or a checkout line or, a, you know, in a drive through or something, things will happen. Like sometimes, you know, it can be an old person in front of us at the drive through that can't find their purse in the car for three and a half minutes. It feels like three weeks just yeah. in front of us. And they're, they're elderly and they're limited maybe in some ways and they overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed. So they can't function as well as maybe someone younger. And 
But what do we do with that? But again, those initial feelings, I think, of sort of like frustration and anger are normal things. We're not supposed to repress that. But then we hopefully connect that with the Lord, ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit, and how we respond. Like, I, I'm always mesmerized. You know, there's always certain people, I think, in a crowded, like the airport thing, you're talking about that will never do well. Not, they seem to almost, if they're, I think if people are kind of prayed up and know the Lord, and all right, the Lord's working through this. Lord, what do you want from me? And uh, he may want us to minister and be with people around us and not get on the plane and maybe sit next to someone else on the plane and pray for someone else. Or mm-hmm. we kind of see our lives as a bit missionary. I think I like trying to trying the best each day to see my life as a missionary. So I'm on a mission to be with others for Christ. And, you know, sometimes people will use humor or there's always like you find a situation like that where there's sort of leaven, there's light, there's salt, like the gospel says, be salt of the earth. There's There's usually a couple of salt people in the line and other people threatening assault, but there's people, I think there's, there's, are we salt or we feel like assaulting? And there's the, the, right. There's an invitation like, all right, Lord, you know, how can I, uh, you know, give good sad eyes to the woman with two children, you know, his husband's gone to the men's room and she just got this news and the kids are crying and she's overwhelmed and we're going to look at her with some compassion or, you know, are we going to sort of, you know, gang up on the uh, the poor worker who is overwhelmed, who does have children at home, might have a sick mom at home, and just they're impatient because their life demands them to be with other people they love. We don't know the story. We just don't know people's backgrounds. So we, we think if we knew everybody's sufferings, we'd be a lot more patient anyway. And uh, people don't know our struggles some days. We might, you know, I think it's something to think about. The Lord knows everyone. So I think it's a great it's kind of a, a bumper sticker, but are we going to be salt or feel like assaulting? Which Which side will we go on with the Lord? And I think we're all kind of confronted with that reality every day. And if we fail, we can pray for the people we weren't right with. We can sort of do an examination of conscience at the end of the day. Don't beat ourselves up, but just be better. Try again. Get up like the Lord did on Calvary. And don't, you know, these, you know, we've all had fails, I think, around this at certain times in our past we regret. But the Lord doesn't want us to dwell there either. He's got new grace for us, you know, new new ways to cope with this. And I think, um, you know, I think being aware of our impatience, particularly if we're having one of those days where we're just, there's just not a lot of interior charity. It might be time to take a time out to pray, to go, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're at work, you you take your break and go outside, do a deck of the rosary, take a deep breath and ask the Holy Spirit to, to change our sort of our disposition for the day. And that can happen, I think, again, depending on long-term stress or stresses in relationships or home life or sick parents or children, these things all kind of take a toll and they tend to make our gas tank empty with charity, right? So it's a normal thing. We don't live in isolation from our own lives or other people's. And the grace is to sort of, I think, try to be prayed up, try to be rested. You know, you know, how do we become more patient? Well, I think prayer is the number one thing, but yeah. also practical things like going to bed on time, getting up on time, exercising, sort of mm. talking to people. I, I love being with, there's some people that are effervescent sunshines in my life, no matter what they're going through, they seem to have a great... <laughs> a grace from God. They're always sort of, they don't get, you know, I think we all have some people like that we admire and just say, Lord, you know, give me the grace to be a little more like that person in this situation. And I always think like sort of maybe thinking back in your own life, maybe you've had people like that at the airport who have just inspired, you know, I I remember going through a a long, long, long uh, security line at an airport last year. And this guy behind me was probably 30 years old and he was so joyful, and he was not obnoxious, but he was joyfully 
interact with him. He got to the, the you know, the, the first girls kind of checking the, the passport or the ID, whatever it was. And yeah. he said, well, we're so glad you're here today. <laughs> and he, he, I don't know, he complimented something simple about her and she just smiled and the whole place changed. And he was sort of, wow. he wasn't waiting for something to go wrong. He was doing something good. Mm-hmm. And I, like I thought, I, you know, I kind of keep to myself. And, but I thought even that was sort of a, an offensive mood against mm-hmm. impatience. He was sort of overtly uh, kind and he just, everyone was looking at each other like, who is this guy? Like, we were all looking at each other like, <laughs> how can this guy be this nice to everyone? <laughs> and we were all attracted to it. It was an attraction because he was not only just patient, he was loving. He was charitable. He was he was on a mission. There was no question. He was kind of missioning in the security line. And I thought, gosh, what a great what a great way to be. You know, at least mm-hmm. let's just not wait for something to go wrong, but let's do things right. And I think, I think that can also make us more patient, like take the edge off. Don't don't live on the edge where that can happen so quickly, where we're already sort of in a posture for others, and not just for ourselves, in a, especially in a, a multiple-person situation where these things happen. You know, it's important. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our spiritual director today, Father Marcel Tyone, as we're talking about patience. How have you struggled, or how have you struggled with, or not struggled with patience? Do you uh, find yourself impatient with coworkers, or kids, or a spouse, or even with God Himself? Maybe you have questions about how to remain patient in a particular situation that you're that you're facing right now, or maybe you have a kind of a story of victory, like I shared, that uh, the grace of God broke in and you were able to remain patient in a situation that you usually might uh, become rather impatient. And if that's the case, whatever the case, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you to encourage and inspire one another in patience. 888-914-9149 is our phone number. Again, 888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, one of the things that I'm curious about and love to hear what you have to say on this is that I'm wondering if in our day and age, especially with the advent, I'm thinking of things like, well, more expedient travel. You know, we're not traveling by horse and wagon anymore. Um, largely speaking, we're we're mobile, more mobile than before. We've got information and knowledge at our fingertips with the advent of the internet. We've got fast food. We've got, uh, and, and everybody's familiar with the saying, time is money. And so I'm wondering if you think that in this day and age, in our culture, in our society, there are more trials to our patients or tests of our patients than maybe there were, say, 100 years ago or so. Great insight, um, because I think, you know, we call it fast food, right? And we have microwaves and we yeah. have super transportation. We have, you know, when our internet is slow, we get impatient, right? We're used to like everything <laughs> at our fingertips, everything. Yeah. If we don't get Amazon in one second, people are like, oh, you know, and we sort of, I think you're, I think that's a great uh, thing to bring up and put into context that in modern society, we're so mobile and we're so fast that we're no longer, you think our grandparents probably had to, you know, get the the coal from the basement, go get the big block of ice down the street, carry it around. Like until, you know, 50 years ago, this was the way of life. And things went slower. People didn't have internet. They they talked more. They were more calm and more agricultural based. And today we, you know, we live in cities. We live fast and furious, like the movies, like our life, fast and furious. And yeah. I do think you're right. So we need to sort of, I think take that into consideration and realize the modern complexities of modern society where everything is so fast that I think to just it breeds an impatience that that we didn't have maybe a, a generation ago we have we have to kind of 
we need more patience today in modern society than our parents or grandparents need. And I think that's a fair assessment. I'm glad you brought that up because it also gives us context that we, we have to um, we have to be wise and live in this culture and not the one 50 years ago, but find ways to be 50 years ago. Again, sometimes, you know, families taking away technology during a meal. You know, at the beginning, it's crowbarring off, but just kind of unplugging like that. So th- those kind of things, having really good conversation with people at dinner, um, not doing the Apple Watch thing, you know, six times while we're trying, someone's trying to speak to us about their life. Like, I think those kind of things, I think taking time to be quiet, literally to have quiet, you know, sometimes even at mass, at liturgy, right? Um, some priests try to, you try to have a few seconds of quiet just where you can feel the Holy Spirit's moving. Right. And I think those kind of things, but we need to practice that in our daily life. But you're right, we're we're super, super fast moving and uh, everything's quick today. So even food's delivered quick and Uber Eats and, you know, before you used to have to go to the market, go to the vegetable stand, this stand, that stand, this stand. Now today we get everything. We have to take a deep breath, I think, and realize how fast everything is moving so we can sort of intentionally slow down, which will also, I think, lead to to being more salt and light when mm-hmm. these kind of tensions come up. I do think we need to be, I think that's a great point you brought up. I think that's actually super important and, and valuable for us to think about today. And I really do think that it's important what you were saying, Father, about the the message that patience sends, that that it's not frequently encountered. We had a show on joy yesterday, and much in the same way with joy, you don't necessarily encounter patience all that. I'm I'm just thinking of even some of the television shows um, that I I take in, whether that's a— some sort of detective show or if it's a finance, high finance show or if it's a you know a legal show or a political show or something like that it seems like the people who are portrayed in positions of power are oftentimes portrayed as you know get it done now get it done yesterday you know i need this on my desk in you know in an hour and and there's always demands on time whereas uh, so that seems to be the message that continues to be communicated but patience is such a is such a rare commodity, I suppose you could say, that it's attractive. It draws people in. Wow, look at this! Like the story you were telling about the guy in line. Yeah, no, I remember again that that always it stands out to me even myself. I try, when I'm in the airport, I try to think about that guy and say, how yeah. can I do that even a little bit? You know, and the same thing. I think, you know, I think being intentionally kind to people is sort of the again the the offensive line. Sometimes we, we get impatient and we're, again, we're, we're tempted to act on that. We all have that. Sometimes that's a normal human thing. God doesn't want us to deny that reality. And we think, and you know, we haven't, I haven't mentioned it yet, but obviously, you know, who's our model for patience? Well, Jesus Christ, he, you know, you look at during the passion and his flagellation, his accusers, his betrayal, there's no record. Of course, Jesus wasn't getting physical with people. He wasn't verbally abusive. He wasn't vulgar. Mary either, like, you know, at the cross, she stood there and she had this, uh, just a, a resonating patience that God yeah. was doing something good. And she, I think Mary and Jesus are sort of, if you will, the role models for patience, St. Joseph role model for patience. This wasn't just something that happened a long time ago. I think the passion's being lived out today in our lives when we unite our passion to Christ. So, I want to bring that up. I think it's a cause for reflection. You know, how did Jesus respond to big crowds and fatigue at the end of the day? And he had the same thing as we have. Like, people, people, everybody wanted him to perform a miracle yesterday. Yeah, and he, right. had to, he had to deal with that. That's not an easy place to live, you know? And then when he wasn't doing everybody's miracle, I'm sure people were upset. 
his disciples were confused, you know, Peter, James, John, he had the human frailties of relationships that we all encounter in family, friends, and business associates. So the Lord's kind of gone through this too in Mary, so we don't want to forget, I think, kind of looking to them. But I think I think being intentionally kind, and I think we can do this easily at the checkout line. We can say hello to the person behind us, in front of us, a smile. Mother Teresa was big, right? She thought a smile could change someone's day in the world. And especially in the days in which we live today, you know, post-COVID, post-masking, People, people like a, a gesture, just a look, can help change someone's day. And Mother Teresa was all about that. And you know, she believed when she was in these countries and couldn't speak the language. The language of love is, is compassionate eyes, you know, a loving heart, and uh, and a smile that's sincere. And that's evangelization. It starts right there. We can't talk about Christ right away everywhere. But I think she was she was on to something as well to teach us in the modern day what that looks like. And when people were dying, she didn't let them die alone, but she would look at them and hold them with love. And even even not able to communicate, but to give someone Christ like that, Christ not alone, see Christ in that person. Yeah. But I think, you know, maybe sometimes can we see Christ in an angry person? Can we see Christ in an impatient person? That's mm. that's a great question. You know, if we're at the traffic it light... Is. Because we've all been there, people just crazy driving, and we're really <laughs> upset. And uh, sometimes oh, yeah. I do it too. I'm the wrong guy going too fast. You know, you're daydreaming. And but I think we need to. You know, we can always pray for the person that cut us off. After you calm down, five minutes down the road, a hail mary for that person. We don't know where they're coming from, where they're going. Do they know God? You know, what's their day like? What what what's the hurry? And uh, we've all been on the other side of that. But I think I think offering a prayer is a nice sort of a trying to build the virtue and reduce the vice of impatience. Right, and that's something right. we don't have to wait for Lent to do. I think we can, I certainly try to work on it every day. Yeah, but it's something, yeah. something we all can easily do for the Lord. It's, it's sort of a, it's a great way to quote unquote, go to the gym with the mind and the soul uh, during the course of every day. Right. Well, I think we have a caller on the line who is actually follow, a great follow-up to what you were just saying. Michael is calling in from Vancouver, Washington. Michael, good morning. Thanks for calling The Inner Life. Oh, good morning. I uh, appreciate uh, both of you being there and this opportunity. I, I do enjoy listening to the program. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a grandfather, a father, uh, you know, just turning 66, and patience is a lifelong, um, you know, tool, work work in progress. And I think the, the components you mentioned are all important about, you know, where am I in my faith, where am I in this world, and how, how I conduct myself. And it's very hard to be on 24-7, uh, you know, reading scripture and knowing what's going on inside. I think the one aspect I found about me was I'm usually angry at myself. Um, I haven't, you know, slept well or I'm in a hurry. And I know that if I'm going in a slow pace, it seems slower than this this world and God's pace. Um, God unwinds me very slow and is very gentle with me. And the way my prayers are answered and those loved ones approach me, it's almost like this childlike. And I, I think that for me, it's like you said, um, if I see Jesus and them, it's like, well, I wouldn't approach Jesus with anger because I fear the Lord and respect him, my creator. And so for me, it's when I'm in those situations, um, whether it's strangers or driving, I slow down and I kind of self-talk. They say, it's okay. You're fine. You know, just say the Lord's Prayer, Hail Mary, and let's take a step back and pull over. And I find that if I'm grounded and humble and I offer myself what others offer me, then I can turn the page and see that 
you know, they're not asking for this situation. They're needing help. And if I have a desire, all I can really offer is a level of kindness and just whether that's, like you said, smiling there, being supportive, and, and not to do it for the me or the look. It can be done in private, and it's to really let the other person's words resound because most people will self-correct when there's an embarrassing moment. And if someone does escalate, I remember my mom's funeral. I'll give you one brief example. My uh, my godfather at my mom's funeral, mom was 92. She died two years ago, and we were having uh, we were at Holy Cross Seminary, and we were having the, the funeral at the cemetery and my cousin who is he's got a very sordid past uh comes up he wasn't asked to speak but we said we open it up after we my brothers and i did everything and he starts you know this this uh gracious opening but then starts bringing up some of these these skeleton things so i was watching the shock of my brothers and and everybody there and i just prayed and when i felt moved i walked up and gently gave him a hug and say hey john we love you uh, my mom loves you. We love your mom, who was the oldest sister. I said, can you just wrap it up and, you know, and finish with a loving note? And he looked at me and everybody was shocked because, you know, the old things drag them out by the ear or, or let them do whatever. But I walked back and everybody just let him finish. And then later at the reception, he is, his mood had changed. Uh, my sister and some of the people said, thank you for doing that. We didn't know what to do. And I just felt the responsibility to love him. Wow. And that's what it is in every situation. So for me, um, work in progress, just appreciate it. And I, I have a wealth of time, of mistakes, and I look forward and, and ask God to right-size me and uh, take care of the shortcomings. So patience, you know, it's wow. It's just wow. So I wanted to share that wow. story and tell you both thank you that I'm, I'm working on myself. Michael, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for, for that. Thank you for the phone call. And Father, we'll we'll get some thoughts from you on that, but we need to take a break here quick uh, before we do that. So, Michael, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. If you have a testimony of patience and, and something that you've seen, maybe somebody who's patient with you in your life when you really needed it and uh, you were able to appreciate the patience somebody showed you, maybe uh, call in and give us a story about that. Or if you have a question about how to remain patient in a particular situation that you're facing, triple. 888-914-9149 is our phone number here at The Inner Life, 888-914-9149, or our email address is relevantradio.com. We are going to go into our first break, but we got more of the show to come, so just be patient. We'll be back right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at RelevantRadio.com slash quest. Welcome back to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Join the conversation at 888-914-9149. And we are back here on The Inner Life. 
My name is Patrick Conley, our spiritual director today, Father Marcel Tyone, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic Church within the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island. We're talking today about patience. So if you have a question about patience or a testimony to give about when you were given the grace to be patient or perhaps somebody was patient with you, 888-914-9149-888-914-9149 is our phone number. We just heard from Michael right before the break there. And Father, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, share any thoughts that you had in response to his call. Yeah, just two things. I think he did. He said something I thought was noteworthy that we didn't really talk about, but he was impatient with himself, and uh, I thought that that's something we haven't talked about being impatient with others, but being impatient with ourselves. And he, I think he did a good job explaining his lifelong process of that. So I, th- I thought that was worthy. And again, I think to give accolades to him, we've all been in those situations, maybe with family or some kind of very tense per- where a person is just really sort of out of line, you know, just not just not aware of the moment, the time, especially in suffering funerals, but also weddings, these things can happen. I want to make sure that I thought he did a great job at sharing his ability to sort of put himself out there lovingly, not because that could go south in a minute. And then, you know, three family members ever talked to somebody for 30 years, these things happen. But I think his, his sort of, uh, his sort of, again, open move towards this man and, and loving him is a great example for us. I think we want to make sure we do it right if we're called to do that. But I think that comes from our habitual desire to bring, be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. Uh, they should be called children of God. And, and I think that's how the Beatitudes are lived out. And, and we all have a chance to do that in very small and sometimes dramatic ways. I just want to affirm Michael's witness. I, I think that was a great great something for us to think about and kind of kind of be aware of if, that, if we end up in kind of situations like that. Great points. Yeah. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Michael, again, for the phone call and the good testimony about being patient in a time that required a good deal of compassion as well. Let's go now to Julie, who's calling in from Clovis, New Mexico. Julie, good morning to you. Well, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. And thank you so much for your program. Um, I just want to say that I give a testimony to patients as I'm newly married and um, we're in our 60s. And sometimes the Lord always intervenes in our discussions. And, and, and portrays um, and speaks to me saying, patience, patience. Mm, mm. And it's been through our four, now four years in our 60s, that anytime we get to know each other again, you know, as a new couple, that he always speaks to me and says, patience. And when my mom was dying, another testimony, I was saying, how am I going to take care of my mom that's passing away? She, we were Catholic. And he said, just be patient with her. And it turned out in the most beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate it, Julie. And that's, I mean, maybe too, that's uh, one of the things is that when we're when we're trying to be patient, when we're struggling to be patient, we talked about uh, situations like out driving or in a crowd or w- waiting in a line or something like that. But it seems to me that uh, just as with most things, um, sometimes our families and our closest ones, our spouses in Julie's case, can get kind of the the worst of things that we kind of forget sometimes to be patient with our with our closest loved ones as well. Yeah, and I think family life can be always a great stress of patience, right? Newly married people, people have a baby, then they have a second baby, unless the uh, the stress levels go up naturally, it's going to happen. Yeah. It should be expected. And again, taking timeouts with God, timeouts with each other, trying to. Make time to listen to the other person, what the day was like, what the struggles are like, kind of. And maybe I always find, you know, couples that pray together, the old line, you know, family that 
prays together, stays together is not just, a, again, not just a, a nice saying, but it's true. And we call upon the Holy Spirit, maybe, you know, after a long day, a long week, a long month, really sitting down, holding hands and asking the Holy Spirit, praying our Father over the house, the family. Um, you know, a lot of people go to counseling these days and therapists, and that's often a good decision. But often, particularly, obviously, if both people love Christ, but praying together in the home outside of sacramental encounters is also an incredibly valuable and and stress relieving and encounter with it brings great calm. So again, I'm sometimes many married couples I've counseled or new parents or parents with long term aging parents or, you know, the siblings not doing enough. I'm holding the whole thing here. What do I do? I'm stressed. I feel I feel abandoned by my siblings with the situation, you know, begin kinda of taking time to pray and uh and focusing on the task at hand and, and the beauty of it, not just the burden of it, but but I know those things, those long-term care things, long-term family situations can be difficult, but that's why this program is so good for us. We all need to sort of kind of hone in where, where are we struggling with patients? Where's our area where we tend to do the least well? Where are we good? And, and where can we be better? Um, and how do we do that? I think today we hopefully from this program, we get the grace to at least be aware of our impatience and ourselves and others. And we're where are these stressors? You know, how can we, how can we sort of pray up uh, before we go into a situation that might be very anxious for people? Again, I find weddings and funerals, because there's a brokenness in the past or skeletons, as Michael called them, but kind of being aware of that and praying up before we go into maybe a, a very difficult gathering of a family, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, or a barbecue or a wedding, and there's been, you know, maybe some distance, we can kind of be the, the peacemaker and sort of be be on a mission, be a missionary uh, with the family and not, not just sort of self-interest. And I, I think I think that's an important part here, it kind of lifts us up and gives us a purpose too for God. So if you we're dreading sort of attending something, we don't want to become impatient or judgmental. But I think Asking the Lord, you know, how can I be a missionary within my family or this at the workplace, or you know, how can I how can I do a little better with that? And I think the Lord will tell us what to do, invite us rather what to do, and I think it's um, hopefully maybe it's one of the graces for all of us from from these minutes together today. Yeah, well, lots of things we could say in response to that, but I tell you what, let's go back to the phones, Father. We've got Velia who's calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Velia, thanks for calling in. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I just wanted to tell you guys a story. Um, a couple of years ago, I committed adultery, and I left my husband. And I have three kids. I took him with me. I went with a different man for about two years. And my husband, we were married uh, at the church. So he was still my husband, so I was committing adultery. And um, he, he, he was patient. He, he knew that I was in the wrong, I was doing something wrong, but he, he waited for me. He waited for me to, for the Lord to bring me back and for me to realize that what I was doing was wrong. Wow. And, and, he, and I came back to him and, and he welcomed me with open arms. And that's just amazing. My husband is so amazing. I can't say enough of him. He's a wonderful father. And, you know, the reason I left was because, uh, I was being judgmental, very judgmental towards him, and uh, and you know I wasn't looking at myself. Also, like I was expecting him to be perfect, and you know nobody's perfect. God is the only person who's perfect. So, um, yeah, that's my story, and I just 
I want to lift him up because he's a wonderful man, and we've been better than ever now. Well, praise God for that, and thank you for your witness. I think, you know, can hear in your voice the joy of being forgiven is really something we all yearn for in a broken world, but I, I love how you sort of, you've been really kind of healed and able to see yourself and love your husband, and but praise God, he was a forgiving person, and you've been forgiving too of yourself and and others, and the Lord's restored your family. Again, it's a unusual grace in the days in which we live, but, you know, hopefully people are here, your testimony might might also be open to some healing and and just the whole notion of the joy of being forgiven, which is really the gospel, why Christ came. So so thank you for sharing that. I think it's a great thank point, you. too, Velia. Thank you. Thank you for the call. It's a great point that uh, patience is not just for the, you know, the little things, so to speak, in life. You know, the little things that we struggle with, like getting getting our groceries bought or something like that. Not that these are insignificant, but but man, even in the face of something like adultery, as uh, Velia shared, that's uh, a patient was, it pays off in such huge ways if the Lord's involved. And um, so great testimony, Velia. Thank you. Uh, Father, we've got an email that's come in from Mary who writes, we've been praying very hard for our adult children and family members to return to the faith, even in some small way and embrace the Catholic family values we learned and tried to teach. We've been begging God for at least 10 years for an answer. How do we stay hopeful? That's what Mary asked. So how does Mary maintain patience? And I'm sure this is on the hearts and minds of many of our listeners as well. Yeah, many many believers say you have this, this cross, I call it, or this, this burden, and the wanting your children, grandchildren, sometimes parents and siblings or best friends to come back to faith and practice. And But we can't give up, right? So I think, again, I... I think we need to take the long view over people in our lives, especially family members. I think today many people have this going on. We think of Monica and Augustine. It took Monica a long time, right? Her her yeah. son was like literally off the map, finally came back, um, came to Christ. But I think there's so many stories we don't have time, but actually it might be might be another topic for another inner life, but the story the testimonies of even saints and regular people who left the faith and then came back. I think it'd almost be timely today to talk about things. There's many, many witnesses around that. And again, sometimes I've seen it where, you know, not to discourage anyone from your email, but sometimes people, you know, after their death at their funeral, the person, the people, I've seen people at the funeral mass have confession, conversion. They yeah. realize the parents' desire. And I've seen, even in my own family, at one of the funerals, that I celebrated at, there was massive conversions back to faith through the persons going home to God. Their prayers were finally answered, and in a way that was even more profound than could have been imagined by the person who was deceased. So I've seen that up close, but I've also seen that in people I serve. So not that we want you to go to God, and not that it'll take that long, but I think we we just, the wisdom that God wants your loved ones back to his son more than we do. So we have to know the desire of Jesus is to have them back more than our desire. That's for sure. So we live on that and we hang our hat on that. We place our our hope in that. We also be patient with God's timing and no one's lost in his eyes. He's waiting and desiring everyone. So I think it's to lean into that desire he has that we share with him. We pray that, and that's the Lord's will. So I think we should kind of, again, take the eternally long view and don't get discouraged. Don't get tired of asking. You know, we just, let's not demand it. Let's ask for it and hope for it um, and know that God will, is coming to them wherever they are today. And even by this program, your email brings a lot of prayers, I'm sure, from our listeners to, to your particular people. So thank God for that too. 
Without a doubt, yeah. Well, patient with God's timing, that's something that can even be difficult from time to time as we're waiting on the Lord. But that's what we're talking about today here on The Inner Life. We're talking about patience, patience with God, patience with others, patience with ourselves. If there's a time when you have experienced the patience of someone else, and that's meant a lot to you, and it's helped you to recognize how patient God is with you, give us a call, join the conversation, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take a little bit more of a break here, but we'll be back with more of the inner life right after this. Hang in there. We'll be back. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, who is producing this show, as usual. Sarah Tafoy is on the phones today, and our spiritual director is Father Marcel Tyone, a priest in the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island, and pastor at St. Thomas More Catholic Church there. We're talking about patience. How has the Lord been patient with you? How have you been patient with others? How have others been patient with you? If you have a testimony to give, we'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. Let's go now to Barbara calling in from New Jersey. Good afternoon, Barbara. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to take this like from the other end. Um, I'm a person that has OCD and ADD, and I know how I try people's patience at times, but I don't want to do that. It, it's not what I want to do. I just, it's me. And I wanted to talk about these two customer service girls who used to be at the supermarket that I went to. One of them, I could tell, she just didn't want to have to deal with me. And her attitude was like pouring salt on my wounds. But um, the other girl, I remember going up to her one day and thanking her so much for being so kind to me. And I remember she just reached out and touched my hand. And her patience was like a soothing bomb to my insanity and you know i just wanted to let people know that sometimes their being patient might really be so helpful to the person who is struggling through their own day mm. well, that's a, that's an important and a beautiful witness and invitation and i'm that's that's fantastic. You called actually. I think it's it's what you say. I'm coming at the under end of this, and I I just think uh, it's a beautiful testimony to to you receiving patience, but also your honesty, your humility, um, which I love. I think is also admirable and gives joy to our Lord. Um, so don't miss that either. I think your uh, your honesty, transparency, and even your witness on this program is going to help a lot of people too to to be more patient, but also I, I think your own your own. Uh, Honesty today is so helpful to us, and also um, will will like think increase patience in in all the listeners today. So thank you for sharing that. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, I appreciate it, Barbara. And that's 
that's something too, I think, Father, is that recognizing when people are being patient with us, and maybe even I suppose a good thing to do might be actually to ask people to be patient with us, right? Um, you know, mm. especially if we sense that we're in a place where we're agitated. You know, there's things going on, and we just ask people. Maybe that's we just need to ask for it. Please be patient with me. Yeah, and I think sometimes too, right? People. I mean, she brings up a point, a different, makes me think of other things and other situations. But you know, people that might have special needs children or parents or people that have psychological issues, they're out and about. Sometimes in the community, struggling with mental health, drug addictions, uh, loneliness, all kinds of depression. So sometimes people, their behaviors. Uh, they sort of can't control their behaviors and their their personalities are affected by sometimes they have, uh, you know, medical conditions, disorders, all kinds of things that we don't know about. And sometimes people just, you know, even more so than our last caller, but might be struggling through something, some kind of medical thing. We just don't know. And I always, you know, I, I love we had a beautiful thing happen at our church last week. It hasn't happened in years, but this little boy came out of the cry room and ran right across the sanctuary as mass was beginning. And it was one of the most sweetest, most beautiful things. It was just so innocent, but, um, and the congregation responded with like a, just a a soft smiles and you could feel the love from the congregation. But I, I just thought like this mother, she handled it so well, but it was sort of a, you know, there was no cantankerous response from the people at worship, but this little boy came across and it's funny, it lifted sort of a little lift, but I, I find, you know, you know, what if what if he does that at a concert or, you know, at mass, sometimes children, they, they can't help themselves. And But there's something beautiful about it, too. It depends kind of how how we see it. And I, and I think let's remember that, right? A lot of, a lot of our brothers and sisters, our brother and sister, human beings, they, they can't help themselves. They're either little or they're suffering something or, you know, again, maybe someone's, again, on the way to the Maybe not most times somebody's on the way to the the ER. There there's something there's something going on, or maybe they're driving away from something <laughs> quickly. We don't know. Um, and let's you know let's try to. I think that it's a humble disposition. Let's try to presume the best, hope for the best, and try to be our best. And and just ask the Lord for mercy when we don't. We can always pray. And I find in my car if I put on Gregorian chant or something from the app, something kind of prayerful my car becomes like a chapel and I find more at peace, particularly on the busy highway or something. So it's another method. I think another suggestion kind of to change what we're listening to while we're driving. I know relevant radio does that for people kind of calms people down when they're out and about or uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I know it does. A lot of people tell me they find it soothing um, to just kind of keep Christ on their mind during a hectic day or especially a commute. So I think Mm -hmm. we can, these are the modern things that can help us in our fast world. The fast things can also help us slow down if we use them right. We have all these new tools, so that's, that's something else to, to be aware of, I think. Yeah, very good. Our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tayon, was talking about patience. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more phone call here. Mary has been waiting patiently in New Jersey. Mary, thanks for calling in. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention, I am a very impatient person. I've always been. And this was pointed out to me by a store clerk one time um, in a very nice way, but she just said, oh, my, you're very impatient. And I talked to a deacon friend, and he said that it was actually a sin of pride. So it got me really thinking about it. I confessed the sin, and it just made me think of all the people I've harmed with my impatience. And so it caused me to really work on it, and I'm just 
kind of uh, using as my examples family members and friends who have really, really been very patient, and I just try to model them and uh, imitate them as best as I can. But but it was good to know that that it was a sin of pride, and and that kind of made me rethink the whole thing and see my faults a lot better. Yeah. Well, again, a, a great appreciate your call and your honesty again. And I think uh, again, we're kind of we're on a journey, right? It's not a decision to be patient; it's a journey. It's a process. It's the grace of the Holy Spirit. But I think you're right. And I, again, you you witnessed the fact someone someone pointed it out lovingly, not condemningly. And that that store clerk made you ask a clergy, and the clergy said, you know, that's what it is. And, and your desire is to be holy. We all want to be patient more than we are. We all want to be holier than we are. We all want to be with Christ forever. And I think uh, I think you hit it on the head, though. You started thinking of people that are are good at it in your circle of family and friends. And likewise, you can pray and pray for those we've we've heard in our moments of impatience. We've all had a list where we've been sort of the, if you will, the aggravator or the person not so patient. We've all done that. And the Lord's merciful to us. He doesn't want us to let that define us or our future. I think there is, we can change, not overnight, but we can sort of again build virtue work on vices, and it's something great for Advent. It's great for Lent. These are great things to do all year long. We don't need to wait for Lent to kind of kind of do that. And again, don't get discouraged if we lose it or we have an interior impatience. We can always pray after we catch ourselves. We can always pray for the person that's really made us angry or we've, we've been angry with, distant or close. We can always ask the Lord to bless them. And that's one thing we can do. So we're not helpless when we've failed. We can always pray ask for mercy and don't let that define us before God because God sees us in our dignity of our baptism as sons and daughters who loves us. Christ is with us. We should never get discouraged or, or despondent that we're never going to get over this. It's sort of a, it's sort of a journey, a process. So we should, we should be patient with our process, patient with our conversion. And, yeah. uh, and that's why I like the last goal. I think she, she's helpful to us to, yeah. to keep at it and to see some progress too. We appreciate that. Yeah, and right right on the heels of that, we got a, an email from across the country from Mary, call, who called in from New Jersey, to Maria, who's listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She said she's been struggling with patience for many years. And then it took realizing that in addition to the sin of impatience, she needed to confess that she hurt someone's feelings, which made her impatience much more serious. And then uh, later on just realized that when she hurt someone else, she's actually hurting the Lord. She's hurting Jesus. And she said, I'm shocked, I'm more aware, and I'm working a lot harder on my impatience now that I realize how it hurts others and it hurts the Lord. So, um, yeah, I just great comments and just how impatience can, uh, can be uh, something that unseats us from our loving relationship, our loving tie with the Lord, as well as a loving tie with others. Well, Father, this has been a great discussion on patience. A lot more could be said, I'm sure, but um, there's, uh, well, I guess we'll just have to be patient until until it comes around <laughs> as a topic again on the show, but we're really grateful that you've been with us. Could you leave us with your blessing, please, Father? Yeah, Father, thank you. Give us the grace to be a peacemaker, to be poor in spirit in every situation, seeking your mercy and giving blessings to others whenever we fail in patience. Give us the grace to thank God. Remind us of your patience with us and your great plans for us and those we love. And we ask all this through Christ, our Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, again, great thoughts from Father Marcel Tayon as we've been talking about patience today. If you struggle with patience or you know somebody who might uh, benefit a little bit from hearing the show today, hop on over to Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com. 
Nope, the other way around. Relevantradio.com slash inner life. That's what you want to do. And uh, check out the show there. Share it with others who might need, uh, yeah, might need to hear it and so that they can grow in patience. Tomorrow, conquering sin with virtue with a new spiritual director, Father Tim Wichiscala. Hope you can join us. Until then, grace and peace.